I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks. Since we are recording this episode the day after the International Day of Happiness, we thought... I didn't know that. Yeah, it was yesterday. We thought we'd talk about happiness this week. Um, Happiness is a term that's thrown around a lot, but it kind of begs the question, what does it really mean when we use it so often? So we will go over our initial thoughts about happiness some conceptions of an overall happy life, and how we can find and practice happiness in both healthy and realistic ways. But before we get into that, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a pair of fuzzy gray socks with blue stripes. And I'm not usually super into the really fuzzy socks, but... I have been homesick for now three days, and it just seemed appropriate for a sick day. Some nice, cozy, fuzzy socks. So, Very nice. that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. What about you, Anna? What socks are you wearing? I'm wearing a pair of socks that I believe I've already worn during an episode. <gasps> I, need, I need to replace uh, some of my socks with ones I have at home. but. Um, I chose these socks. They are, like, gray, but they have, like, pink and yellow flowers on them. And they say, you're killing my vibe. And I chose these socks. Oh, yeah, I remember socks. those. Yeah, cool. because it's my spring break this weekend. And school is very much killing my vibe right now because I really just <laughs> want to be done. Um, but there's also flowers, which is springy. So, I'm looking to the future yeah Mm. well another thing college is killing your sock collection vibes since like you said a bunch of your socks are at home yeah so i can only have so many socks here exactly i'll have to do some moving around of socks over spring break sounds like a plan Mm -hmm. Alrighty, so let's get into our discussion about happiness today. Um, I just want to kind of go over some of our initial reactions to happiness. So, Maria, what do you think of when someone uses the term happiness or says, I'm happy or I'm feeling happy? Well, I, I guess it makes me feel happy for them. <laughs> uh and I have definitely really positive associations with the word. It feels like a good feeling to me. Although I know that some people sometimes think of it as like superficial or kind of too bubbly or, you know, kind of frivolous, I guess. So I think it depends how you're approaching your idea of happiness. But to me, I generally have positive associations 
what do you think when you hear happiness? Yeah. I um I feel like I kind of think of different things when I hear someone say like I'm happy or when someone's talking about happiness. I feel like when someone mm. says like I'm happy, it's um kind of like how they're feeling right now. It's like the mood I'm in, I'm in a good mood, I'm feeling good about today. But I feel like happiness oftentimes is kind of talked about in like a long term sort of context, if that makes sense. Um, and I think there's a lot of different perceptions of what that long term thing looks like, which we're going to get into. But I guess <clears throat> as much as happiness is um, kind of having just like a positive outlook and feeling good about things, I think it can like. I think there are other perceptions that can kind of extend past that. And I think that's where happiness kind of gets its multiple definitions, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I like that you made a distinction between those two. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I agree with you that when somebody says they're happy, I, it's like really easy to feel happy for them and be glad that they're feeling happy and happiness, I guess is more often used like you said, sometimes longer term or more like you're thinking about the idea of happiness, maybe thinking about how you can get there. Right. It's like a goal. Right. And it feels a little less good when it's a goal sometimes. Um, Partially because I think happiness is not so much a goal as just a way of being, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just sort of a an evasive, elusive, elusive, that's the word I'm looking for, goal. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense. I, I'm i glad you talked about, like, the elusive nature of it. And I think, I also want to touch on how I feel like our ideas about happiness kind of evolve throughout our lives. Like, when I was a little kid, I found it fairly easy to be happy because I didn't have a lot to worry about and I didn't have a lot of, like, conceptions of long-term unhappiness i guess because i had a fairly Mm -hmm. good life and so i think i was just always pretty generally happy when i was a little kid but then i guess growing up i've gotten a much more i've developed kind of a much more like complex relationship with happiness if that makes sense yeah it's the carefree days of our youth exactly that we've spoken about in (laughs) our youth We've talked about in other episodes. Life is just less complex in some ways when you're younger. And I think our relationship to happiness is less complex when you're younger. Possibly because we don't think about it as much and analyze it as much. And now that we're older, we are starting to sort of evaluate our lives. And happiness might be one factor that we're using to evaluate how fulfilled we are in life or how much we feel good about our lives and that evaluation sometimes can lead to bad feelings which make happiness more difficult exactly so yeah it's tough but i think it's good to recognize that it does kind of evolve and that it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing Mm-hmm. so I guess this brings me to the question, what do we kind of as a society view as a happy life or what makes a happy life? And 
are there certain conceptions of this? Um, when I kind of think of what mm, our current like U.S. society thinks of as a happy life, the typical like structure of a lifestyle is kind of falling along the lines of you get an education in order to pursue like your dream job or whatever, and you also find a partner and have a family with them, and so a lot of your happiness kind of hinges on success if that makes sense uh, success in your mm-hmm. job i mean this all is kind of stems from like the original like american dream ideal like you can strive to get the job that you want and you can um create this ideal family where you can instill your own values and so i think a lot of um your happiness kind of hinges on what markers you're meeting in regards to that, at least from like an outward standpoint. I don't know if you agree with that or have some variations on that view, Maria. I think that is definitely one of the popular conceptions of happiness. We tend to base it off of external things. I think partly because it's easy to assume that somebody else's life is happy if they kind of have all those boxes checked and they appear happy. Because we might not know what they're actually feeling on a day-to-day basis, but it's easy to look in from the outside and it looks like they have it all together and it looks like they have quote-unquote happy life. Oh, the other thing that I think we often kind of think about in terms of a happy life is sort of a consistently happy mood, which I think there's a difference between just the mood of happiness. Like sometimes we have happy days and happy moments versus like a general sense of happiness with your life. So I think that's another time when it's easy to like overlook some factors when you're looking at other people's lives where it might look like like they seem happy a lot of the time but you don't know like maybe that's just how they're feeling in certain settings when you see them i don't know does that make sense yes yeah i'm glad you brought that up um and i think well i think a lot of the times we connect like happiness in your overall life to some kind of idea of like fulfillment mm-hmm. um and if you're like fulfilling your goals or whatever and you have a checkbox or a checklist and if you're checking those boxes on that list then you've achieved happiness um and i think as much as we can have happy moments i think sometimes we delegitimize those in the grand scheme of things if we don't feel like our overall life is going the way we want it to yeah and i feel like sometimes that's sort of an issue of overanalyzing like i don't know i feel like we sometimes put too much pressure on the overall picture and we discount those moments of day-to-day happiness which i think are really important Like, if you're regularly having little moments of happiness throughout the day, that's a really great sign. Right. And I think we need to realize that happy lives are made up of happy days. Yes. And sometimes that's really the only way you can measure happiness, I feel like, because 
as much as you can depend it on checking on like checking your boxes on your list there's always going to be other things influencing it that you can't control and so i think if Mm -hmm. you do have happy moments that you're just really enjoying i think that should kind of just be the end goal and that can be really difficult and like i fall into this trap a lot um in regards to trying to check the boxes rather than just trying to enjoy what i'm doing each moment Mm-hmm. and i think focusing on happy moments too allows us to appreciate maybe the not so happy moments in between because like having a happy life having a good life doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy all the time that's unrealistic and that would probably mean that you are squashing down feelings and refusing to feel them because humans just do not feel happiness all the time so i think focusing on moments of happiness and recognizing that they are fleeting is maybe a more fulfilling way to think about happiness yeah definitely i agree well and going off of this like i've always had a lot of unproductive views on happiness i would say like i've a lot of the times um kind of hinged on externals and this idea that if i get to a certain point then i'll be happy if i get past this i'll be happy or if i just accomplish this i will be happy but kind of depend like having happiness depend on those externals is really unreliable because a lot of the times other things pop up that you can't control and sometimes you can't even control those things so it can be this frustrating cycle of trying to like hinge your happiness on that when something else comes up and then you can't really achieve that degree of happiness at that moment and then i think you just get hard on yourself which is unproductive um and in addition when you get to that point that you've been waiting for to make yourself happy there's always going to be something new that comes up that is gonna you're gonna perceive as lacking in your life and then the cycle kind of just restarts yeah yeah i think that's a huge thing for a lot of people thinking that some external thing is going to bring us happiness once we accomplish it or get it and i those things can make it easier to feel happiness. This is reminding me of what we were talking about with body image last time. Like, if you have the perfect body, maybe it's a little bit easier to get to a place where you feel happy about your life. But ultimately, it's really about your mindset. It's an internal thing. Happiness is an internal thing. Right. That can be influenced by external things, but not they're not the only thing that's determining your happiness. I think happiness does have a lot to do with attitude, and this comes back to PMA. PMA! But I think happiness ultimately comes from making the best out of your situation and out of your various moments rather than trying to rely on certain events that are going on. However, that is way easier said than done. And I don't know if there's Mm -hmm. a right answer to going about that. Or being better at it. Yeah. I think it's probably a multifaceted approach. Like some of the things that we've talked about to develop PMA in the past. Like meditation and journaling. Um, 
And I also think it's a matter of doing small things that you can do to improve your life, like wearing fun socks, for example. So it's not like just totally accepting everything. I'm, I'm not being very articulate right now. Instead of n deciding that happiness is entirely an internal thing and using that kind of as an excuse to not do anything about your external environment or situation, I think it's also important to take the small actions that we can take to change things when we think that it will make us feel better. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I think, yeah, it's important to be intentional about it and recognize our own power in determining happiness. Granted, there are situations when we really can't influence our happiness um, and you need to be cognizant of that. Mental health affects it. Um, if you are in really tough situations, obviously, sometimes you just can't achieve the happiness that you want to during that day or, or week or month or whatever. Um, but I think overall, acknowledging our agency in this is really helpful in trying to cultivate a more happy life, realizing that it can come within ourselves. As much as that seems difficult, it actually empowers us more because then we don't have to rely on external things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think happiness needs to be our goal all of the time, right. like you were hinting at, because that's just not realistic. Right. As we've mentioned earlier, we're humans with lots of feelings and lots of experiences, and there are going to be days when we are sad and angry and frustrated, and that's okay. Yeah, this is something that I've really struggled with recently, um, because I've always, like, put a lot of pressure on myself to be happy or, like, cultivate happiness, and I think I've had this perspective that, like, if I'm not happy, then something's, like, quote-unquote wrong, which is not true. Mm -hmm. Like... It, but I am trying to reconcile with this idea that it's okay to not be happy. And even though it's not necessarily going to be enjoyable when we're not happy, it doesn't have to be this terrible thing either. Yeah. Something that I've struggled with that's related to that is feeling like I need to be happy when it's a good time to be happy. You know, like I am at the point where I respect my other emotions and I know that they're important and I want to make the time to feel them but I still will get frustrated when I feel like I'm feeling a negative emotion at a quote-unquote bad time mm -hmm. you know like ah uh, like I just wanted to have fun with my friends or like I haven't seen this person in a really long time I don't want it to be unpleasant because I'm angry yeah. about something or because I'm upset about something and it's just really frustrating to have those moments of negative emotions that like don't match up with what you wanted so that's something i've struggled with i totally agree with that yeah and i think yeah a lot of this comes from just like putting pressures on ourselves and having expectations for certain things um and i don't think it's bad to have expectations for things but i think maybe sometimes letting those expectations go will help us to accept the moods that we're in and then further cherish the good moods that we do have Mm-hmm. But it's tough. Yeah, and I think acceptance is. is a key is a key part. Just being easy on easier on yourself in regards to your, your various moods and 
level of quote-unquote fulfillment that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's challenging, because, like, at the same time as I want to experience my negative emotions and let them kind of pass through, I don't want to, like, put the burden of those emotions on other people too much. I don't want to hide them from other people, but I don't want to make other people feel like they need to, like, go through the whole thing with me. Right. Yes. Because that's not really their responsibility. Yeah. Most of the time. Well, and sometimes it's important to, like, let people know how you're feeling, but then be like, I don't need you to fix it. I just am going to let you know. And I think that can be helpful. And sometimes just take a little pressure off yourself to try to get away from it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So... When you think of Havanese, do you think of any other, like, typical conceptions or popular ideas of what makes a happy life that kind of influences this idea of happiness? I mean, we have this this one societal view, but I feel like there's maybe some other things that kind of go into it. I feel like we maybe get stuck on, like, fads that we think influence mm-hmm. happiness. Like, what other um, conceptions do you have about that, I guess? Well, I think um, one thing that's popping into my head right now, maybe because kind of the the world that I am sort of a part of on the Internet is the idea that to be happy in your life, you need to be happy in your career, which often means that you have to be an entrepreneur which is like something that comes up a lot because I am a creative person and I follow a lot of creative entrepreneurs. And I feel like there's this idea among a lot of creative people now that that's the only way to really have a happy and fulfilling career is to create it yourself. And I don't know that that's necessarily true. And it's kind of stressful sometimes because it's like, do I have to like go all in with my business to be satisfied professionally and like yeah I don't don't know yeah no I'm glad you brought that up I think the career thing I mean we've talked about this a lot this like obsession on careers Mm -hmm. um and I think as much as careers are really important parts of our lives and because that's what we choose to invest in day to day um it is important to have some degree of fulfillment with that but there's so many other things that determine our happiness so i feel like it can be difficult especially in comparing ourselves to other people which i feel like when you're talking about this idea of entrepreneurship and um this kind of sector that you're interested in that can be really difficult because there's a lot of comparison going on amongst creative people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of parts about different people's lives that we don't get to see, which I think is helpful to remember, but sometimes really difficult to remember. I think a lot of the time the outward um, thing that we see from other people is what they're trying to portray, which is a happy and successful life. But sometimes they aren't always yeah. feeling that way. Um, 
And I think it's important to recognize that, especially on the internet, people put out things that make them look good, not not unfulfilled. Right. And I think that's particularly true of someone who is an entrepreneur who's trying to market themselves online. Like, they are going to be posting things that make them look happy and successful, because otherwise they're probably not going to get as much business. Whereas like somebody who is employed by someone else does not need to do their own marketing via social media. So they're not going to be posting maybe as much about how great their life is or like these beautiful pictures that make their life look perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we need to cut ourselves some slack on that. I don't, I don't think comparing ourselves to anyone is ever very helpful, Mm -hmm. but it's super easy to do. And I think comparison yeah. is a huge issue in happiness. Yeah. And it hinges on this idea that what we have isn't good enough and what someone else has is inherently better. And I think part of this has to do with acceptance of ourselves and being confident in what we have and what we're able to do. Because ultimately you're stuck with yourself and you don't get anyone else's life. Um, but comparison is so easy to fall into and so tempting oftentimes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to live up to a certain degree when you see other people doing that. But yeah, this idea of acceptance is really important. And I think the opposite of that is like this resistance to to the life that you are currently living. I think it's this idea that something is missing or something's lacking or something needs to be changed. And sometimes we really just can't change those things or add the thing that we want to add. And so the only way to really get around this is to stop resisting it and to start accepting it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why gratitude is so powerful in terms of happiness, because gratitude puts us into a place of accepting what situation we're in right now and even past acceptance, actually being grateful for the things that are positive about your current experience. Exactly. And I think that's a really important part of cultivating happiness in your life. It also just lets you recognize the things that do make you happy and allow you to have the opportunities that you do. I think like mm-hmm. happiness is inherently tied up with gratitude. I keep a gratitude log, so I put three things down that I'm grateful for every day um, at the end of the day. And oftentimes, like, those three things are also things that make me happier, indirectly or directly cause me happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I want to talk about how we, how we do, we can cultivate happiness in our lives in a realistic way. I mean, we talked about how we can't necessarily be happy all the time. That's super unrealistic. And we can't really rely on externals but i think there are things that we can do to increase happiness and not necessarily increase this idea of checking off the boxes on your list and and getting this overall idea of fulfillment but creating happy moments in our lives and again i think happiness like if you have happy moments on a regular basis that is an overall happy life it just takes a certain perspective to recognize that mm-hmm. and i think again happiness is about attitude and it's about gratitude and Um, having that outlook so I think things that you can do to increase that perspective is what's going to cultivate the most happiness 
Um, and some things that come to mind for me are making time for hobbies that bring you joy, even if it's hobbies that don't necessarily serve any necessarily like greater purpose. I think sometimes those are the best ones to just give you a certain sense of joy. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be tied to this bigger thing. Sometimes I think it, we just do overanalyze this stuff and finding joy in little moments um, and pursuing things that we really love to do, but we don't have to have that influence any other parts of our lives can be really rewarding. And I think yeah. we forget to make time for that. I think that brings us back to the idea that we were talking about at the beginning of the carefree days of our youth <laughs> and the idea of kids playing and adults just don't take as much time to play. And there's been a lot of discussion in recent years about how that's been harmful to our yeah. mental health. Um, and I think finding a hobby that does bring you joy, that's not necessarily related to some outside goal that you're trying to accomplish is a way to get in touch with that sense of play that we had as kids when we were just doing things just for the fun of them without any other motives. Yes, exactly. I'm really glad that you recognize or brought that up. And yeah, I think we have a very small degree of leisure time as adults in the way we currently live, which is potentially problematic. <laughs> we kind of have this idea that every moment needs to be somehow productive. Yeah. Like we have we're our job during the day and then we have our side hustle and then we have our like side educational course that we're learning on our own and everything is so scheduled and so goal oriented. I don't think we have as much freeform, just fun explorational playtime as would be good for us. Well, and I noticed, oh, so over January, I was taking a interim course that was just one full course for the, the month. Um, and I had a lot more time on my hands because I like didn't have my music ensembles going on. And so I had time to like read books and stuff. And when I would get that extra time, I would be like, is there something else I should be doing? This feels so wrong. Right. <laughs> like, should I be going to exercise right now? Like, I feel like I should be getting all the things done that I need to get done. But the thing is, making time for that that hobby, um, that thing you really love to do that doesn't serve any greater purpose, kind of helps put everything else in perspective. It makes you more productive. It makes everything else seem more doable i think when you do have time for this other little thing yeah mm -hmm. i agree and i have those same thoughts like the past couple of days i've been homesick and i kind of just need to rest and i've been taking some time to read but then i'll start thinking like well, like now i'm home i have all this extra time i could be doing all the things that i normally don't have time to do during the week and i have to stop myself and be like nope maria you need a rest you need to just do something fun rest your body rest your brain it's hard yeah it is because i've been so conditioned to want to get stuff done all the time right we're not used to it it's this right. unfamiliar thing it's really weird mm -hmm. yeah so i think recognizing that it's okay to do that it is more than exactly. okay it is arguably exactly. necessary to do that 
Yes. (laughs) And another thing is just spending time with the people you love. Um, sometimes all of our career things and things that we do view as the kind of objects of productivity take precedent over spending time with the people that we really love to be with. And I think spending time with people that we love really grounds us and centers us. And that can be a big source of happiness, too. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought this one up because I I feel like this one may be more than most other things is kind of the key to living a happy and fulfilling life is having relationships that you care about and making time for them. Because. That's always really what makes me feel the happiest is spending time with the people that I really love and connect with and feeling a sense of connection to them. Because I think that's what we really want to do as people is just connect with other people. Yeah, exactly. And that can really change our perspectives on things, too, depending on how we interact with people and bring us back down to earth, I think. So that's Mm -hmm. super important. Um, also, we talked about this with Eva Peterson a few episodes ago, but this idea of following your intuition, um, and she kind of got away from this typical conception of happiness and she quit her, her day job and is now traveling the world. And I think she did that in order to cultivate a more happier life. and. I think overall, even if you're following your intuition does not manifest itself in quitting your job and going to travel the world, it manifests itself on a much smaller level. I think it ultimately just allows us to have more spontaneous and authentic experiences. And sometimes that can just surprise us with with the moments of happiness that it does bring us. I feel like everything also we plan out so much. And when we get these spontaneous moments, that can be really fun and exciting and rewarding. Um, and not having expectations on everything we do allows us to be more receptive to moments of happiness. When we picture, when we plan out things and then picture that they're going to go a certain way, if it doesn't go that way, then we inherently, even if we enjoy it, if we didn't enjoy it as much as we thought we would enjoy it, then it just like puts this damper on it. Um, and I feel like following your intuition can really just open doors up for more authentic moments of happiness. Yeah. And I think it gets us away from the whole comparison thing. Yeah. Because then as opposed to pursuing things that we think are going to make us happy because we've seen them make other people happy or what we, what appears to be happy to us, even though we might not know, like maybe that person's fancy career and house and, partner makes them look really happy so if i have all those things then i'll be happy too but if you listen to your intuition that kind of puts you in a different place where you're not concerned so much about what other people's sources of happiness are and also what other people are gonna think of you for doing the things that feel like they bring you happiness and it puts you more in touch with your own like what is actually going to bring you happiness, which might be different from what is going to bring happiness to other people. And I think it's important to recognize that. Yeah. 
And even the thing of like quitting your day, day job and traveling, sometimes that is following your intuition and it brings you a lot of joy. And then sometimes even that in itself can be glorified. And then we feel like, well, I can't be happy and fulfilled unless I like release this toil of my day job and like go explore the world. But that might not be right for you either. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, your intuition is inherently driving you to something that's not dependent on anyone else. And so, yeah, I think it does really get away from this idea of comparison. And I think that's where our most, like, pure sense of happiness comes from. Again, happiness is very much an internal thing. And when we can really get in touch with that, I think it puts us in a better position to be happy. Yes. This is something that I've been trying to cultivate more in the past, I don't know, several months or so. So I'll keep you updated on how it works out. That would be wonderful. And then I feel like the other things we can do, we've kind of talked about, but are very perspective oriented. Um, it, it, It has to do with a certain intentional um recognition of things in your life that are making you happy even if it doesn't seem that way just like the little things that you are grateful for um taking time to reflect on these things and when we do notice them more intentionally it helps us to look at the overall big picture and really recognize that we are happy or are achieving moments of happiness and i think that can have kind of this positive feedback when we see that we are having happy moments then we are happy because of that and it it allows us to cultivate more happiness. So I think being reflective is a key part of this and also recognizing when you're not happy and taking the time to rechar- recharge in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. But I think having this awareness about it just puts us in a little bit better position to accept ourselves, um, kind of find those internal sources of, of joy. Yeah, I think that awareness, like you said, is really important. Awareness of what does make us feel good and what doesn't make us feel good so that we can make better choices for our emotional health in the future. And then reflection, like you said, is really powerful because then you kind of get to experience the happiness twice. Right. Exactly. our call to action this week we would love it if you would send us an emoji representing something that makes you happy it can be really anything yeah so let us know we're gonna celebrate some happiness this week do you have a quote for us maria i do so i actually found one this morning and then i meditated with oprah and deepak chopra Mm -hmm. As part of their 21-day meditation challenge. And every day they have a quote. And today's literally started with the word happiness. So I was like, I think I need to use this one instead. Because it just appeared in my life today. And I liked it. Happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance, order, rhythm, and harmony. And that's from Thomas Merton. And I really like this because I, as we've talked about a little bit, I feel like we sort of have this idea of happiness 
as like this strong feeling that we need to be having all the time to be living a fulfilled life. And if we're not feeling that strong happiness all the time, then something must be wrong or off or we must be doing something wrong. But I like that he points out that it's more of like a general sense of, like he said, balance and harmony in your life more so than a really strong feeling because i think those strong feelings are often they're fleeting and i think those are great they're fun but what's probably ultimately more fulfilling is these little moments that make us feel balanced and grounded and sort of at peace with the world around us I like that idea. Yeah, I like the the sense that happiness does come with a sense of peace too. It's it's not just this like intense reaction to something, but it's um it's acceptance and balance and and recognizing that there is a certain degree of harmony going on in your life even if it's not perfect. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks Oprah and Deepak Chopra for sharing that. Thank you so much for listening this week, and please tune in next week for a very special guest episode. Get excited! And in the meantime, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and please leave us a review on iTunes. It's super helpful, and it makes us smile. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 029, and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Please get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. Our email is neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. Many, many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for being our audio editor, and to him and Martha Barnard for helping us with our music. Thank you so much for listening this week. And until next time, never wear boring socks. <laughs>